horses. They're like big riding dogs. What about ponies, huh? What kind of abnormal animal is that? And those kids who had their own ponies. Oh, I know. I hated those kids. In fact, I hate anyone that ever had a pony when they were growing up. I had a pony. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, really mean a pony per se. When I was a little girl in Poland, we all had ponies. My sister had pony. My cousin had pony. So what's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing at all. I was just merely expressing. Should we have some coffee? Who's having coffee? He was a beautiful pony, and I loved him. Well, I'm sure you did. Who wouldn't love a pony? Who wouldn't love a person that had a pony? You. You said so. No, see, we didn't have ponies. I'm sure at that time in Poland, they were very common. They were probably like compact cars. That's it. I had enough. Have your coffee, everybody. She's a little upset. It's been an emotional day. I didn't know she had a pony. How was I to know she had a pony? Who figures an immigrant's gonna have a pony? Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. I am Dando. I am Guy. Nice to be here talking uh, talking Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, that's what we're talking this uh, episode of Talking Seinfeld, though. We're talking Seinfeld? Well, this, this whole episode is just about talking, isn't it? And saying the wrong thing. Very Putting much your so. your foot in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> now, I remember the, the title of the pony remark, but I didn't actually remember much about the pony remark itself or anything else that sort of surrounded it. I mean, it's been a long time since I've... Uh, since I've seen this episode, but for some reason the title, The Pony Remark, uh, uh, yeah, was one that sort of stuck in my head. It's interesting because I was in a similar boat because I sort of did some research before I watched it and I couldn't remember much about it either. And I read a lot of reviews and everyone's like, oh, this was like the turning point for the series and this was, you know, Seinfeld at its best from the, from the second season, one of the best episodes of the second season. I'm thinking in my head, really? Because I don't really remember much about it at all. And I watched it and I guess... Because I watched or I read those reviews before I watched the episode, I think I went in with much higher expectations. And I don't think it was as good as what I thought it was going to be. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. But I mean, I do understand what they're saying to, in a, to an extent as like it's as Seinfeld as it's going to get. Because, you know, they focus on things like, um, like guilt and, and denial and mm. hypersensitivity, which are all themes that Seinfeld would explore for the next, you know, eight seasons. But I don't think there was as many laugh out loud moments as in this one as there was previous episodes. For yeah, me. no, I think you're exactly right there. I mean, it feels it feels very Seinfeldian. You're, you're right. I mean, in terms of its tone and its sense of humor and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, not necessarily super funny. I mean, not unfunny, but it's more like oh, I'm enjoying hanging around with these people and sort of watching them get themselves into scrapes and try to get themselves out of it and talking absolute nonsense in, in a lot of ways, but uh, not a lot of sort of memorable gags or quotable lines or anything like that. Just a good a good situation that, that that's explored interestingly, but not necessarily super humorously. 
I think this is the first episode we've reviewed where I've sat there and whilst watching it thought to myself, I can understand now why many Australians, if this was the first episode they saw of Seinfeld, wouldn't have bothered with another one. Because I just didn't find this episode very relatable. Where previous episodes, I've found the banter something that I could find myself discussing with my friends. But mm. this episode here, I just sort of thought, I, th- I sort of thought it took us a, a, a minor thing and tried to milk it for all it's worth. You know, the, the pony remark and yeah. going way over the top about, you know, oh my God, it might have been you that killed her by bringing up the pony and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't know. I, I, I get that that's what Seinfeld's all about. But I, 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 to me, it was missing something. I, I didn't quite. It was like I'm, I'm that guy in the group that's pretending to laugh at everybody but not yeah. really understanding the joke. I don't know. It feels kind of a, a little too specific in certain ways. I think more than a few people have been in a situation where you're cracking a joke, so you sort of heighten up your opinion on something and you take it to you know ridiculous extremes like, oh, <laughs> so-and-so should be killed or whatever. Or, or anyone who likes that should be you know thrown in the rubbish or whatever. And... But did I like that? <laughs> so, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it quite that way, but you know what I mean. And, uh, I don't know. It takes a um, a situation that I think a, I, I think a few people can relate to, but sort of goes about it in a way that doesn't feel necessarily relatable. I don't know if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. So, so, but yeah, exactly right. So the the situation of putting your foot in your mouth is relatable, but the reaction and the, the following act that that comes after that, I was just like, this is just like. I don't know. It's like it's trying to create something out of nothing here. It's, it's just, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I mean, there was plenty of moments and plenty of sort of like gags that made me laugh. But by the end, I just sort of felt a little underwhelmed. And I know it's probably going to disappoint a lot of Seinfeld fans out there, but that's just the truth. I just I found this one a little underwhelming compared to previous episodes. Well, yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's because I just know the title, but it seems like the pony remark is one that is very beloved for some reason, or, or just that's the, that's, that's, either that's very beloved thing. or very yeah. respected. But so what am I? What am, what am I missing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because I mean, if you're missing it, then I might be missing it too. Again, I didn't. Um, I wasn't overwhelmed by this episode, but nor was I sort of underwhelmed. I was just kind of whelmed. So it's like, oh yeah, this could this could yeah, it happened. Could it be because I've I've read a lot of things where they say Seinfeld is very a very New York style of humor, and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the the Aussie humor. What we find funny here, it didn't really translate in this episode. I just sort of thought no one would really react this way to this situation. It just felt a bit much. And I, I know I'm, I don't mean to shit on the episode. I'm not saying it's a bad episode. Me personally, I just didn't quite understand mm. how it can be considered the turning point for the series. I thought fucking episodes from the first season were like a turning point. I, 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 I don't know. But, 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 but that also, in saying that though, this episode felt very different compared to any other episode that we've had in the past. So maybe that's what they're trying to say. Maybe they're just saying that this episode was a whole lot of talking. Not, yeah. not really much happened. It was just a whole lot of talking. And I guess that's what Seinfeld is. Just a lot of talking. Could well be. And, and also, this is the maybe this was the swerve that it kind of had to make to set it on the path that to make it quote-unquote Seinfeld. Although, as you said, other episodes have, have felt that way and maybe felt even more that way. I, I just don't think it had enough, um, enough George. I, I'm, I've, I've realised now from doing these handful of reviews that we've done already, George is my favourite. George is okay. the one that I can relate to the most. George is the guy that I know I shouldn't be, but wish I was. <laughs> you know, like he, he says he says the things I'm thinking a lot of the time and the things that we're afraid to say. And that's why it's so funny hearing somebody actually say it. But True. George, but- when, when, George, when George was on screen in this episode, I really enjoyed it. But when George, I didn't really feel like the chemistry with, with um, Jerry and, and Julia in this episode was that, 
I thought it was bad. It's just, I don't know, it just felt a little forced. Yeah, a little bit. And also there was, I thought there was some really good work by Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this, but also some mm. some bits and pieces where it's like, yeah, you, you feel a little off here. Your comic timing feels a bit off or your your line delivery is a, not quite there. And, nor, and you know how I feel about JLD. Normally I'm like, <laughs> you can do no wrong, Julia. But yeah, this time around I was like, mm, yeah, this feels like a... Almost like a rehearsal, and you filmed the rehearsal rather than the actual take. I don't know. Yeah, there was no sort of, um, there was no laugh, like proper belly laugh out loud moments where it just, like you said, it just felt like the crowd was just sort of in on the table read or something. A bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, for an episode that we're saying neither of us hated or anything like that, yeah, we're sort of finding a fair bit of fault with it. (laughs) But um, I did, uh, speaking of chemistry though, I did love. Barney Martin as Morty and his chemistry with Kramer. That was good, wasn't it? Actually, yeah, it did feel like whenever Jerry's folks, you know, make the trip from Florida to New York, you can tell that uh, that Jerry's dad is kind of rubbing his hands like, oh, yeah, that nice Kramer, we'll get to see him. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll, you know, either just talk absolute shit for a while or go out and get a good sandwich or something like that. Yeah, it, you get the feeling it's something that Jerry's dad really looks forward to. And, th- I mean, this is the first appearance of Barney Martin as, as Jerry's dad, right? Um, yes, it was his first appearance, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it was a he was a big upgrade, in my opinion. <laughs> I think so as well. I mean, with all due respect to Frank Bruns, I believe it was. Who, who... Phil, 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 Phil Bruns, was it? Phil Bruns, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I was <laughs> crossing him with Frank Burns from MASH. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I honestly don't remember a great deal about him from the from the previous uh, episode or episodes that he was in. Whereas, yeah, Barney, I mean, Barney Martin is like, oh, yeah, that's that's Jerry's dad. Yeah, 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 that's him. <laughs> the whole, what I did like about it was that, that this is where it separates itself from being a, a normal sitcom. So if this was a normal sitcom, you 100% would have got shots filmed at the, at the softball game. Mm. Seinfeld, Seinfeld though doesn't like to make a song and dance about things like that so you just hear about it afterwards so I think like that's what separates Seinfeld from like just say for example this was Home Improvement in like 1993 or whatever I know this was ni- 1990 but mm-hmm. just say what, what was a sitcom at that time a popular sitcom whatever there's no there's, there's no doubt this whole episode would have been based around the softball game yeah where this one here you just see you just, you just hear about it so I like that aspect of it too That I liked, I did like that but I do find it a little confusing why they would have a championship game on a Wednesday afternoon at 2.30. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't Jerry say something about who has a funeral at, on a Wednesday? It's like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people. Normal people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wed- I, I just, weddings I, are for the weekend. Absolutely. But yeah. funerals you can have pretty much any time and usually do. Because with all due respect to the <laughs> to the deceased, it's kind of time critical. Yes, one hundred percent. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave them lying around. That was the other thing when I was when I was writing my notes. I was like, it just feels like they're forcing this fake reality on us so that the story works. When like, no, hey, grown men don't aren't available at two thirty on a Wednesday afternoon to play fucking softball. It's the weekend. That's when you play softball <laughs> or nighttime. Like, what? None of these men have jobs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening here? And if, and then to make it out like the funeral on a Wednesday afternoon is the wrong time. Like that's the normal time. What are you talking it's, about? Seinfeld? It's very much the normal time. <laughs> now, having said that, I mean, I was I was looking at Jerry's uh, softball top. Yeah, and uh, what is his teams? Friends are friends are something. Friends are yeah, Clyde yeah. or or whatever. I'm like, well, maybe it's like a team of stand up comedians or something. And you know, no, because George, George is on there. 
Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Maybe it's not then. <laughs> uh, I had a really good theory. What was your theory regardless? Because George might have been well, just a fill-in. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a team of comedians and they usually work late. They usually, mm-hmm. their shifts are usually the night shift. Well, this I'm just reading here. This episode was nominated for two Primetime Emmy Awards and Seinfeld and David were nominated for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series for this episode. So I must be missing something or maybe it's just... An American style humor that I'm that I'm not understanding. Maybe maybe look up the competition for that year. Because probably- <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know we've pointed out a lot of negatives, but I did still really enjoy this. One more negative. I didn't okay. like how I don't know, not disrespectful the word, but you just like Jerry just shutting down Kramer straight away. And I get it. Like what Kramer was doing was ridiculous. But Kramer walked in and he goes, how'd you go with your softball game? And Jerry's like, we won. He's like, yeah, good work. Thumbs up. And the second Kramer says, I want to do something, Jerry's like, yeah, well, I don't think you can do it. Yeah, I'll bet money that you couldn't do it. And I'm like, you're a dick, Jerry. Well, the thing of it is, I mean, the first note that I've got about this episode, and it's, and it's to do with Jerry's stand-up that opens the episode, mm-hmm. I've written Which was a bit of a mean streak in Jerry's comedy. I don't think it's any surprise that, Seinfeld has a bit of a mean streak in his comedy. He's not Don Rickles. He's not calling people schmucks or anything like that. I think there's a bit of an, an acidic edge to, to Seinfeld's comedy sometimes. And you can see it in the stand-up in this episode. And you can also see it in the way that he interacts with Kramer. I mean, yeah, that whole thing about the, I bet you won't do it or I bet you can't do it or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah that is, it's a little dickish. But, um, yeah, let, 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 let your friend fail. But like the first thing should be, Oh, yeah, good work. Well, we'll see how it goes. Not, well, I don't think you can. And I'm going to bet money proving that you can't. It's like, yeah. you're, you're, <laughs> you're a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Talking Seinfeld and want to show some support, you can do so by joining the Talking Seinfeld family on Patreon, where for as little as $1 per month, you can get access to a whole range of exclusive content, including bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, prize draws, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as early access to all the other shows we host here on the Four Finger Discount Network, including this, the one about friends, going down to South Park, Four Finger Discount, the movie guys, oh, and let's not forget our Patreon exclusive series, Tales of Futurama. So go ahead and join the Talking Seinfeld family today at patreon.com slash discount. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favorite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date was when, Mr. Davis? I believe it was all the way back in 1991. Oh, good golly. For yeah. real. Let me have a look. January 30th, 1991. Oh, uh, it was a different time. It, it was literally a different time. Today. The episode kicks off with the stand-up that you just mentioned discussing old people moving to Florida, basically saying they go there to die. And also you discussed, I think, family gatherings about how he hates being at a family gathering. And I, I mean, I can relate to this to an extent, but... 
I don't hate my family to the point where I'm going to jump through a window. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but again, <laughs> uh, you know, we sort of we talked earlier about, uh, you know, sometimes you exaggerate for comic effect. Of course and, you do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're certainly doing that. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Comedy tends to come from an honest place. So mm. it could be like, okay, I'm maybe not going to jump out a window, avoid these people, but I might walk out a door. <laughs> so Jerry's parents are at his place. I thought this was a really... I, th- I like this bit. I like the... Yeah, I did too. I like I the this, timing very between real, these two. It? Yeah, the whole... You're going to get that? Yeah. I'm, I'm not... Get- are you getting it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, Sorry, I'm, like- I'm doing the piss ball version of it. But it's, I mean, I thought, I thought that was really good. And sort of indicative of people who have been together for a long time. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. They, I've, they I've know got- each other's rhythms and they know each other's sort of reactions and that kind of thing. I've got here, it's almost like two old people have just been put onto a set and one of the stagehands just rang the phone on set and they're both just like, what are we, what are we doing? Are you going to answer? I'm going to answer. Like it, just, it just felt like a real bit of banter between two old people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it was very, very well acted. Um, also, to the TV being up too loud. This, yeah. It's, 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 not a, it's not a joke or anything. It's just Jerry just walks in and says, turn the TV down. And I'm like, that is so what happens. Whenever I walk into my house and my parents are here, the TV is always too goddamn loud. Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm I'm finding that it's just too loud, and it's just me in the house because I think um, <laughs> I think my hearing is going a bit. Now uh, there'll be occasions when I'll have walked to the other end of the house, and my house isn't big by any stretch of the imagination. Or I'll walk sort of out into the little backyard or something, and I can hear the TV. It's like, oh my god, people walking by on the street <laughs> will probably go, <laughs> "Oh, deaf man Davis in the house, he's got his telly turned up again." And God help me if I'm listening to some foul-mouthed comedian or whatever. <laughs> There's probably people walking their dog or walking their kid in a stroll or whatever and just hearing, ah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> let me turn that. Let me turn down the best of Dennis Leary or whatever. You're yeah. getting like Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let, let me turn down Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but my nan Marlene, bless her heart, she um she used to call you up and you'd be on the phone and it's like her TV was so loud. I felt like Peter Hitchner was just talking to me through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so there's no answer on the phone when she eventually um answers it. It's just a bit of time feeling, really. It's just there was no real oh, yeah. joke to it. It was just I just felt like real, real behavior on set. Um, yeah, play setting. It's good. Yeah, it giving an indication of what. Uh you know, what these people are like. Life would have been like in the Seinfeld household yeah. for Jerry growing up, and also what he's trying to what he's trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, because oh, I guess because you know going to a family gathering. The thing is, though, I thought the family gathering was rather civilized. It looked very. It looked kind of proper. <laughs> yeah. Except, except I know I mean, Uncle Leo can be a bit annoying talking about his his son. Is it his son Jeffrey? <laughs> yeah. Bl- yeah. Yes, Jerry's cousin Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he walks in, turns the TV down. Jerry explains that they. They won the softball game because of him. You know, he's the hero and blah, 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 blah. All eyes on Jerry. Then the mum questions Marty's clothing, saying, would you wear this to a to a family get-together? Get Was there anything I wrong would, with, with... You wouldn't? I, I would not. I think that's a truly ugly jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could pull it off if you wanted to, though. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if anyone could pull that off. <laughs> um, Jerry doesn't want to go. Uh, and uh, I mean, uh, it's funny for me, the idea of going to a big family gathering, I always go, I can't be bothered, but I, I always have a good time when I'm there True. and I always yeah. leave not going, oh, I'm glad I went, but just 
the effort of having to go somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. Don't be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's a an increased sense of obligation that comes with a family thing. It's like, hmm. it's your family. You've got to go and like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> you, know, you know, if I, you know, and like you, yes, I've, I've been to things like that. And, you know, there's been the sort of, Okay, I suppose we've got to go to this thing. And then you end up, yeah, truly having a great time. But no one likes to be sort of, you're obliged to go. It's like, if I was, if I wanted to go off my own bat, then yeah, absolutely, I'd be having a great time. But you're telling me I've got to go. I don't know if I feel all that great about it. And then, then of course, you go and have a great time. I just envisioned you then, like, saying, oh, I don't want to go. And then when you get to the party, you're just Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber when he's at that, that party with all the couples. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> uh, so Jerry doesn't want to go because of Uncle Leo He always grabs his arm and always talking about Jeffrey This is where Kramer enters He's very supportive of the win I, I, I think Kramer I, I think Kramer's great so far you know, he's, he was, he's weird at the start in the first episode But now he's just a, mm. he's a really nice guy <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's eccentric but nice Yeah, I mean he's not sort of He's not weird I mean, oh, well no, I don't think you'd call him weird. I think he's yeah, quirky. Call quirky, yes. What is this about? I'm completely changing the configuration of the apartment. You're not going to believe it when you see it. Whole new lifestyle. <laughs> what are you doing? Levels. <laughs> levels. Yeah, I'm getting rid of all my furniture, all of it, and I'm going to build these different levels, you know, with steps, <laughs> and it'll all be carpeted with a lot of pillows. You know, like ancient Egypt. You drew up plans for this? No, no, it's all in my head. I don't see how you can get comfortable like that. Well, I'll get comfortable. When do you intend to do this? Oh, should be done by the end of the month. You do this yourself? It's a simple job. Well, you don't think I can, huh? Oh, no, it's not that I don't think you can. I know that you can't, and I'm positive that you won't. Well, I got the tools, I got the pillows, all I need is the lumber. Hey, that's some big job. I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, well, this time, this time you're wrong. Come on, I'll even bet you. Seriously? No, I don't you want bet. you betting. Morty, don't let them bet. Big dinner, with dessert, but I got to the end of the month. I'll give you a year. No, no. <laughs> a month. End of the month. It's a bet. Why you want to do this, I have no idea. But Jerry has absolutely no faith in him at all. I don't know. If Kramer's apartment is the size of Jerry's, yeah, I I, the whole level thing, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was thinking of like the thing that I had in my head when Kramer was explaining it, given the the sort of the layout of the of the apartments. I'm assuming they all they're all pretty much the same sort of size and shape and layout. Yeah, yeah. Um is it would be like one of those cat towers you get at Kmart. That's what the I lovely, thought, yeah. The lovely Louise has one for uh, for Lottie, her cat. And I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's yeah, it's levels, <laughs> but uh, but fairly small and, and kind of like, mm. yeah. I think if you were going to do levels in the apartment, this is probably what it would end up like, and you know, just uncomfortable and unwieldy. I was envisioning like the uh, the pyramid from Gladiators. You know, when they used to try oh. and get to the top, and the Gladiators would meet them halfway and just smash them in the head with their giant <laughs> batons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Gladiators! That's one of those shows I always wish I. Gladiators, amazing, and Who Dares Wins—the three shows that I wish I had a chance to go on. Well, maybe you should go on like um, Australian Ninja Warrior or something. Oh mate, I, when I was in my prime, maybe. Oh, you're still rel- you're, you're relatively prime now. 
I could barely carry Elliot around, let alone fucking do an <laughs> <laughs> obstacle course. We're now at the dinner, and it was a funny visual of Elaine at the kids' table, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That just that it's not a huge sort of size difference between Jerry and Elaine, but there's just enough like. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's in a grown-up chair. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's funny, though, like, Elaine, she seems to tag along with Jerry to all these things. It's kind of like, if you were Jerry's cousin or Jerry's uncle or his brother or whatever, and his ex-girlfriend still tagged along to all these family gatherings, you'd be thinking in your head, yeah, these guys are still a thing, right? Because she's tagged along with him now twice, or he's tagged along with her to a party, and she's tagged along with him to a family gathering. Like, the fact that, that she's still around in his life, you were just like, oh, yeah. well, surely these guys are still going to be getting back together, right? <laughs> I thought they would allude to that, you know, in the in the lead up to that, uh, it, you know, in that whole first scene. I thought, you know, Jerry's mother would sort of say something about, oh, you're together, you're not together, what's going on? But um, no, she just, you know, Elaine tags along. There she is mm. in the little chair. Yeah, which I guess is kind of cool that what Seinfeld did was to sort of show that, you know, Man and a woman, a man and a woman can just be friends. Even if they were ex-partners, they are able yeah. to still just be friends. <laughs> Jerry, did you taste these peas? These these peas are great. These peas are bursting with country fresh flavor. Mm, phenomenal peas. Mm. Elaine here talking about the phenomenal peas. <laughs> like, I don't think peas could ever be phenomenal, right? Except, actually, you say that's a Nicola, and she'll slap you around the face because she can't eat fish and chips without dipping them in bushy peas. Oh, for real? I mean, I'm not a mushy peas guy, but I like peas. I'm I'm very partial to them. I think they add something nice to the um, to the meat and two veg kind of combo or meat and three veg combo. I mean, they're a good they're a good filler. I mean, because you know, if I'm having some sort of like yeah, meat and vegetables, uh, you don't want to have two. They're very easy to cook. You just you know, open the bag and just tip them in. Where broccoli, yeah. you got to chop it, and carrots, you got to peel them and chop them. With peas, you just like yep, mm. just tip them in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They, I've always had a, I've always had a soft spot for the humble pea. I think they. I think it's a, it's a humble, nice veggie. The humble pea. Uh, <laughs> Manya is annoyed with Jerry and Elaine um, because they want they want to leave. The thing is, though, it's a little bit rude. They haven't even finished their meals yet. They're like, yeah, you know what? I think guys are going to have to go. Talk about fucking eating and bailing. Oh, God, you're dying and dash. <laughs> yeah. <Bloody laughs> it's like, you haven't even finished your meal yet. And you're saying, yeah, sorry, guys, we're going to leave now. Like, if someone did that at my house, I'd be like, well, you can leave, but you ain't welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, and the yeah, thing you is, can leave, but that'll be twenty five bucks for the meal. <laughs> someone, someone of Munya's generation, you can understand why she'd be very annoyed that they want to leave mid, mid up, mid meal. And then we get Elaine and Jerry talking about how they hated people with ponies. And mm. I get it, you know, Munya had a pony when she was younger, but I, I, I had just, the pony. Yes, <laughs> I did. Like, I, just, I just, I did like her delivery. Of that, yeah, yeah, the delivery was great, but it just felt a little too much. I don't know, I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like her reaction was just like, okay. Uh, that, that that seemed a little odd that, that she would be so angry by what Jerry mm. said. Because what he said wasn't that bad. I guess not. I mean, no, he just it, it did seem to be sort of dialing it up a bit too much. Almost like he was playing to the crowd or playing to a crowd. Like he was almost rehearsing one of his stand-up bits. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. I guess that's what a comedian would be like to an extent. They they get something funny and then they sort of get into stand-up mode and go, well, let's just let's just test this now, shall yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rather than take this on the road, let's just see how it plays. Yeah, let's see how it plays in the room. And Munya takes big offence to it. Yeah, and just digs himself in deeper. Yes, that's right. Uh, Jerry's parents 
you know, say, don't stress about it because, you know, Jerry felt bad the next day. And Kramer walks in. This actually was really great. Kramer deciding he's not going to do it. So now he's not going to pay up. <laughs> I, I really like that that bit, actually. it's one of, I think it was one of my favorite bits of the episode because there's whole that whole differing interpretation of the bet. I mean, because well, it's, it's not that he couldn't do it. He just didn't want to do it. So, you yeah, know, yeah. That, that's different. I mean... Yeah, I mean, if I couldn't do it, I'd happily pay up, but I don't want to do it. So, you know, that means, no, the bet's null and void. And Kramer's almost persuasive enough to make me go, hey, he's got a point. <laughs> I think if I was in Jerry's shoes, though, I'd be acting the exact same way. But no, motherfucker, oh. you pay up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah no, I, actually, I can, I can see both points of view, but I think, yeah, Kramer is actually very persuasive. So, when do I get my dinner? There's no dinner. The bet's off. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yes, I know you're not going to do it. That's why I bet. Yeah, well, there's no bet if I'm not doing it. That's the bet. <laughs> that you're not doing it. Yeah, well, uh, I could do it. I don't want to do it. We didn't bet on if you wanted to do it. We bet on if it would be done. And, and it could be done. Well, of course it could be done. <laughs> Anything could be done, but it only is done if it's done. <laughs> Show me the levels. The bet is the levels. I don't want the levels. That's the bet. <laughs> Hello. No. Oh, hi. No, they just left. Oh, my God. Uh, hang, hang on a second. Maybe I can still catch him. Ma! Ma, up here! Don't get in the cab! Manya died! Manya died! <laughs> so Jerry's parents have left. Jerry gets the phone call. It's from Uncle Leo saying that Manya has died. Uh, oh, so, one other thing before that. I mean, yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit of like uh, Sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes again and again and again. There's a lot of repeating of pony. Just you know, they keep saying yeah. the word pony, and for a while it's like you're saying pony too much and then it sort of not goes full circle but it's like okay we've come out the other side and same pony again is actually i don't know a bit funny <laughs> um but i thought it was a little insensitive that he's just opened up his window and gone hey money has died money's dead <laughs> <laughs> just screaming it across the neighborhood I know. uh we come back from commercial and morty is annoyed that they've now lost their super saver. It's just, you know, all the all the money this funeral is now going to cost them. And this is where Helen drops the hole, maybe. It was the pony remark. Um, mm. And Jerry's just like, they couldn't possibly have been. It, I did sort of like that element to it. That like, I mean, I like to believe there's an afterlife, even though there's absolutely no proof that it exists. I just, I'd like to believe that there's some sort of afterlife. Mm. And, you know, putting a hex on Jerry and that kind of thing, I'm just like, I can understand how some people would believe that to be actually happening. <laughs> um, the funeral on Wednesdays same day as the softball so Jerry's he's now in a predicament because he feels bad that he could have potentially been the one that set her off and killed her but he also you know last game they played he was a hero he got him into the championship game so the team needs him and he needs to feel like he's very important so he's in the predicament do I go to the funeral because I'm the one that killed her or do I go to the championship game and help my team to victory Man, what is it? His mum says, "Oh, you're not obligated. Go play your game." I mean, it's a bit sort of not condescending, but you know. yeah, yeah. Because didn't she say earlier, on, well, "This is your greatest moment, a game." <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand death, and the proof of this is that we give dead people a pillow. <laughs> and, uh, 
mean, hey, you know, I think if you can stretch out and get some solid rest at that point, I don't see how betting accessories really make the difference. I mean, they got the guy in a suit with a pillow. Now, is he going to a meeting or is he catching 40 winks? I mean, let's make up our mind where we think they're going. We're now at Tom's, and this is where it started to really feel like Seinfeld to me. So Jerry's there with Elaine and George, and uh, what I liked about it was the entire time we see George, he's always in his um his softball uniform. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like in softball. It, it reminds me of just like the coach, you know. He's just or, or that guy that does like super coach who spends the whole week looking at different players and who's in and who's out <laughs> and creating like a, creating yeah. like a fantasy league. Yeah, uh, Jerry's trying to justify to Elaine and George why he wants to play the game and not go to the funeral and. One of them saying you need to play the game. The other one saying you need to go to the funeral. In this situation, what would you have done? I think I'd go to the funeral. I think that's the right thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I, I think, you know, years from now, you would probably, yeah, the whole thing about, oh, you know, I could have been a contender in the game and I could, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think that would fade. I think every once in a while, maybe 10 years from this date, you would wake up in the middle of the night and go, should have gone to that funeral. Should have done it. <laughs> did we establish did we establish whether Monday was family? I I I yeah, I wasn't sure of the exact relationship there. Because didn't he, was it, did, the, what, sh- wasn't he saying didn't Jerry say something at the start of oh, there's what are they, second cousins? What? I don't I mean he I don't think even he knows. Okay, yeah, because I mean, if they're family, then you should 100% be going to that funeral, regardless of whether you killed or not. Well, true, but, but yeah, there's family and there's family. I did like uh, George saying, I can't envision a situation where I'm ever going to have sex again. <laughs> that happens, though. I mean... Speak for I yourself, think, sir. Well, true, yes. I mean, I forgot I'm, forgot I'm talking to Brendan Dando. But, uh, I, you know... Speaking for myself and maybe other people who have been in a slump at some stage in their life, you know, if you go a if you go a, a period without physical intimacy with another person, <laughs> you can be like, yeah, have I have I lost the habit? Have I lost the knack? I mean, do people just look at me and go, oh yeah, he's not having sex, and I probably won't. I, I'm probably. <laughs> And I'm probably not going to have sex with him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he and ain't you had can sex get for seven it, months. You can get it into your head. It's like, yeah, I might not be able to sort of get back into the swing of this. I might not be able to. <laughs> all my attractiveness might just sort of start to dim or diminish. Um, I might lose all my game, so to speak. And yeah, I think that's something that can happen. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> I don't know the car, the chips fall your way, and yeah, have some sex, <laughs> and and you and then you're right back into it. <laughs> But the first time, you feel like you're 17 years old again, going in for oh, the first I... time. <laughs> it's like the Madonna said, like a virgin, touch for the very first time. <laughs> oh, how the episode led us to this, I'll never know. So, uh, <laughs> Elaine here has a line where she goes, me dead? Huh. Can you imagine that? And the crowd doesn't <laughs> laugh or anything like that, but it just that delivery just stood out to me. I thought I did like that one. Yeah, I think there is certain. Well, I think Julie Louis Dreyfus does a lot of things very well, but yeah, a certain sort of benign egotism <laughs> where it's mm. kind of like, yeah, you can tell she doesn't have a high opinion of herself, but she, but she does think about herself and her place in the scheme of things a lot. <laughs> you know, and yeah, me dead. Imagine. 
<laughs> oh, no, it's pretty funny. I, I mean, not ha. It's it's not ha 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 funny, but it is ha ha funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's also a nice bit of sort of character development, I think. Jerry uh, mentions that her husband's going to be moving to Phoenix. And this is where Len gets the idea for an apartment. I feel like this story's been rehashed like three times in the first fucking eight episodes. Yeah, I mean, apparently real estate in New York is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but how but, many times uh, do we have yeah. to see fucking Elaine trying to use somebody to get yeah. their apartment? Jockeying for you know better digs. Yeah, it, it does seem a little played out, even at this early stage of the proceedings. Yeah. So Elaine goes with Jerry to the funeral. Um, and during the funeral, they, you know, they, they emphasize how much she loved her pony. And obviously, that's just played up for laughs. That would never actually happen at a funeral. Um, True. Uncle Lee then talks to um to Jerry about uh, Jeffrey, about how what's it, what's he doing now? He's well, he's moved from going a, to, he's going from one parks department to another parks department. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, just to backtrack, the uh, the guy delivering the eulogy, uh, fans of the Terminator may recognise him as Doctor Silberman. It is too. Yeah. yeah, I knew I knew him from something. Yeah, always freaked me out that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit sort of he's a bit bloodhound looking. He looks like a human version of a bloodhound. So I understand you're moving to Phoenix. Yeah. My brother lives there. I think Manya would have liked Phoenix. Mm, gorgeous, exquisite town. So what's happening with your apartment? Of course. It's very hot there. I'll have to get a air conditioner. Oh, you can have mine. I'll ship it out to you. But what about that big apartment on West End Avenue? Although they say it's a dry heat. Dry, wet. What's happening with your apartment? I don't even know if I should take my winter clothing. I have an idea. Leave the winter clothing in the apartment and I'll watch it for you. And I'll live there and I'll make sure that nothing happens to it. Oh, the apartment. Jeffrey's taken the apartment. Oh, Jeffrey. You know Jeffrey. And you're right. I think in this episode, it's a tight contest between who's the most selfish, Elaine or Jerry. (laughs) Well, I think they established at the start that these were interesting people, not necessarily nice people, or not nice the bulk of the time. They go to prison at the end in the finale for yes. being bad people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she, the, the guy's just not listening. It was, I thought it was well acted. From who, who played the, um, who played Manya's husband? Do you know what his name is? That's a very good point. I'm sure we could find out with our yeah, yeah, the help of our friend I, IMDb or whatever. Yeah, I thought he was just fantastic. How he was just. Completely just ignoring what uh, Elaine was saying. Oh, <laughs> She's okay. just you're getting more and more annoyed each time. The apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he announces that Jeffrey is going to be getting the apartment. Of course, oh. Jeffrey. Everyone's favourite. Do we ever meet Jeffrey at any stage? Later in the, in the series, I'm not too sure. We definitely don't in this episode. We also get uh, Morty trying to get the um, the doctor's certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Who, when we're watching the, um, the, the dinner scene, I thought that was Jeffrey. Ah, yeah, that's actually, yeah, I, I initially thought that uh, that might be the case as well, but turns out it's not. Um, yeah. By the way, um, it's David Fresco playing um, playing Isaac. Okay, David Fresco, yeah, he was um, he was fantastic. I thought he was only in it for a short little bit. Even the way he's just like, when Mania storms out, the way he's just like, stay and enjoy yourselves. Like, he, just, he seems like a really nice old man. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Uh, it starts raining, which means that um, the game is going to be postponed and Joe's 
you know, good things are coming Jerry's way. He's, he's gone to the funeral. He's done the right thing. And now he's going to also be able to play in the championship game. And in a cruel twist of fate, he's actually the reason they lost the game. <laughs> he fucks it all up. <laughs> Who gets picked off in softball? It's unheard of. Never happened to me before. I remember saying to myself, why is Jerry so far off the base? I have to live with this shame for the rest of my life. Then in the fifth inning, why did you take off on the pop fly? I thought there were two outs. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw you running. I thought maybe they had changed the rules or something. It was the single worst moment of my life. About Sharon Besson. Oh, well, of course, 1973. Maybe Manya missed the funeral because she was off visiting another galaxy that day. Don't you think she would have heard I was there? <laughs> Not necessarily. Who figures an immigrant's going to have a pony? I don't really understand baseball. So I know they explained what he did, but it was just straight over my head. I had no idea what they were talking about. Oh, yeah, it did sound like kind of gibberish to me. I'm sure our baseball um, <laughs> aficionado fan, uh, listeners out there will be uh, like, oh, no, that yeah, everything you did was wrong. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's like the <laughs> AFL equivalent of picking the ball up and just kicking it the wrong direction or something. Yeah, it's very much an own goal center thing, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lane here. I, I, I was so surprised. I thought they must have changed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yep, single worst moment of his life, according to Jerry. And um, then Sharon Besser comes up again. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm interested in the whole Sharon Besser deal because, you know, at the start it was, you know, best moment of his life. Well, don't forget Sharon Besser. And then single worst moment of his life and Sharon Besser comes up again. I don't know about, uh, I'd love to know what went down there. Let's see if um, Sharon Besser makes a return. So I've got here... I'm just reading up. Uh, doesn't, it looks like she was just thrown into this episode, mm. but never mentioned again. Let's just check one more site. Hang on. I'd really like to know. Sharon Besser. No, she only, she's only mentioned referenced in the pony remark, but it seems here. Okay. Yeah. But so so the, the, the writers have left it up to you to decide who she is and what she did to Joe to be the best uh, and worst moment of his life. Choose your own adventure, Sharon Besser. That is right. Um, Elaine suggests that... Uh, Maybe Manya put the hex on Jerry. It ends with the, it ends with Jerry saying, who has a pony anyway? And I'm pretty sure you see uh, JLD sort of cracking up at that bit. I mean, I don't yeah. know if it was, I don't know if it's a, an improvised bit that Jerry did or that his timing sort of caught her by surprise, but it it looks like more of an honest reaction than just sort of a stage laugh. It's like, you know, she's she was pretty tickled by that bit. It's, it's, it's almost like those moments where, You've seen the blooper where um, Jerry Stiller is saying, what the hell does that mean? You've seen that one, right? I don't know if I have, actually. Oh, okay. So the line was just simply, I think George or someone said something and Jerry's just supposed to go, Jerry Stiller, that is, is supposed to go, what the hell does that mean? But he just goes, what the hell does that mean? And it's the way that he says it with his hands and it just gets the entire cast. And no matter how many times he tries to say it, 
they just burst out laughing every time. So it just reminded me, maybe it was one of those moments where they tried to say this line. And you know, just when you have those moments where you, someone's saying something and it's not even that funny, but you're just in such a state that the second they even try to open their mouth, it's just laughter again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did definitely, she definitely did break character. But I don't know why, because it wasn't Ooh. a funny line to me. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, maybe, maybe it's just the mood in the room at that time. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I thought that was actually pretty nice, pretty sweet. I like the fact that Seinfeld is willing to leave those moments in there. I mean, this yeah. this one was only for a brief second, but it was enough where you're just like, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the episode ends with some stand-up on uh, ponies and how useless ponies are. So yeah. <laughs> all in all, I think this episode was the most negative of all the episodes we reviewed to date. Even though the, the stand-up was negative, um, he was the the pony remark was negative. Everyone, yeah, was, uh, yeah he was negative to, to Kramer. There was a lot of there was a lot of bickering in this episode, even between Helen yeah. and Morty, just bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah, um, for even for a sitcom that you know famously prides itself on the whole no hugging, no learning sort of uh, philosophy. Yeah, this felt sort of particularly yeah, anti-hugging, anti-learning. <laughs> I don't think there's a moment in this episode. Where any of the characters are happy. Oh, Jerry's pretty happy oh, when he Ma- comes in oh, from. I was gonna say maybe Jerry when he's just won the championship game. But besides that moment, can you remember a moment in this entire episode where anyone's happy? Hmm. No, maybe Julia Louis Dreyfus cracking up at that last bit. But that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a cheat because I don't think that's Elaine laughing. I think that's Julia laughing. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, this is probably my least favorite episode that we've reviewed so far. And I'm sorry to say that, all you Seinfeld fans, but. No, that's just the way I feel. I feel that every episode up to now has been, you know, progressively getting better and better and better. And this one just sort of felt like, um, oh, it's a slight little dip. But, you know, you read all of the reviews and everyone's just like, no, this was the fucking, this was the best episode, this nominated for Emmys, this was the turning point. So I read the, all those and must think, um, it leads me to think that maybe I'm silly. Or I guess I must be silly. Uh, well, you know, I think it's horses for courses, mate. And that's not a pun on um, on pony remark either. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think I can sort of respect the 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 mechanics of this episode and how it's sort mm. of put together and how it's performed and all that, even if I didn't necessarily find it funny. I mean I think I might respect it more than I like it. Even then I'm not I don't sort of like really respect it like I do, I don't know, you, Dando. But um <laughs> um I think I don't recall getting that many laughs out of it, but at the same time I sort of like respected like, oh that's not a bad joke or that's not a bad sort of set up or something like that yeah, yeah. i don't know it's it's uh, it's good it's just not not necessarily that enjoyable perhaps yeah well, I, so- I, I i do i appreciate the fact that it goes against the norm of what would happen in a traditional sitcom not going to the softball game and just sort of yeah. making the most maybe of that maybe nothing. that's it maybe that's why it's sort of held in such esteem yeah you know, yeah it, it's sort it of so different it's, it's yeah flow on respect from uh you know from the from the time that it actually Definitely. came out. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, I haven't really seen a, a TV sitcom like this before. And, um, yeah, subsequently, you know, down the years, it was like, hey, pony remark, remember? And then, of course, then you go back and watch it and go, oh, it's not that good. Oh, actually, no, I don't think you'd do that. But uh, unless you're us. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like the episode The, the Fly and Breaking Bad where, oh, yeah. I mean, where nothing happens. And we got to the end of that episode and Nicola was livid. She was oh, just for like, real. She was like, I wasted 45 minutes, nothing happened. And I tried to explain to her how that was the beauty of it. And I guess maybe this episode is kind of like that where nothing really happens, but that's what's good about it. Anyway, maybe. Um, 
but yeah, it's still the the it's still an enjoyable episode, just not as enjoyable as what we've had so far, in my opinion. So we're going to get into a couple of mailbag questions here, Mister Davis. Before we head off, just got a couple here. Do it. So Stephen Jenkins here says, "Hey, Steve." Do you think he's written in talkingseinfeld at gmail.com, by the way, guys, if you want to write in, talkingseinfeld at gmail.com, send your questions in. He says, do you think Seinfeld would have worked with the the more modern fly-on-the-wall production value, like uh, shows like The Rest of Development and Modern Family? Oh, okay. If it was sort of a, um, yeah. If it, if it was filmed like that instead of in front of a live like studio Like a single camera sitcom, yeah, yeah. With it, without uh, the canned laughter. Would, would that? I mean, I haven't watched enough Curb Your Enthusiasm, but would that make it Curb Your Enthusiasm? That's what I was thinking as well. I'm like, but I mean, obviously, I think Curb Your Enthusiasm pushed the boundaries a bit more because it wasn't. I think it was on, like it was on cable. It wasn't on um, yeah, um, normal television. What's normal television over there? Or is that cable? No, because HBO is cable, right? Yeah, we well they call yeah cable is pay TV. We we call pay it pay TV here. What yeah. do they like call from, what do they call standard TV over there? Uh, either free to wear or commercial. Just commercial. Okay, yeah. So yeah. so they had the restraints because of that Seinfeld, but yeah, but but it, but in terms of the 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 way it's made, like the production or whatever, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the, I think the traditional kind of sitcom style, the multicam or what it multi camera or whatever you want to call it, I think it probably works to sign to Seinfeld's advantage because the format is familiar. But the way they're going about it is slightly different, you know. That it, oh, you know, I've tuned into you know watch a watching this new sitcom starring this stand-up comedian. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of these before, but you know, the material in this is well, these these characters aren't behaving the way they normally are, or what well, they're not talking about anything. They're not, you know, it's not, honey, the boss is coming home from di- for coming home for dinner, and you haven't made anything. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual sitcom episode. It kind of oh, no, feels that's, like that's a direct quote from "I Love Lucy" season two, episode four. <laughs> Very specific and well done. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe the fact that it is kind of traditionally made, kind of you know, is a is a, is a point in its favour. Maybe. Yeah, I, and I think even scenes like the um, like when they're at the dinner table, I think that sort of the single camera aspect would have worked a lot better because. So I thought you're watching and you meant to feel like you're watching just two people having a conversation. But because it was filmed in a way that most traditional sitcoms were filmed, your standard TV viewer turned on and went, this isn't what's supposed to happen. You're either turned off by that or your interest is really peaked. So, you know, yeah. you're, either out the, you're either out the door or you're in for good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and here's from Tiffany Comerdale. She says... If Seinfeld was to end, if the, if the finale wasn't the final episode of Seinfeld and it had yet to pick any other episode to end the series on, which one would you have chosen? I'll let you go with this because I'm not I'm not that sort of well. My memories of of, of Seinfeld aren't as strong as yours, perhaps. So I'm going to let the, you feel. The, this, no, this one. is the thing. This is the, I think this is one we can actually. I'm just I just went into the mailbag and actually read the question first. I just don't think this is one we can answer without going back and reviewing them all properly because it's been a long time since I've gone back and revisited all the Seinfeld episodes and. That's a question I can ask. If you're willing to stick around for 180 episodes, Tiffany, I will, we, we, will answer, we will answer your question. To be continued. Yeah, but it's hard to sort of say because I, whilst every episode of Seinfeld is the same, they're also very different, like, which, which I, know, I know that sounds strange, but every episode is almost like, like a little mini movie of Seinfeld. Yeah. Like nothing, that, that, it wasn't until like season four that I had the, the, the arc of you know them writing the show for the... Like, for Jerry and whatnot, where it continued on throughout the entire season. 
Yeah, but, but each of these but, are like little snapshots, or little sort yeah, of snippets of life. Yeah, yeah, it's almost it's almost like you just every every little episode is just like its own little thing. Yeah, so I, I just yeah. don't know whether it's all really... recognizably Seinfeld. The ep- all the episodes are the same sort of not tonally, but you know you know what you're getting, but you. You know what you're in for, but you don't know specifically what you're getting until you sort of watch the episode. It's yeah, they're like a little oh, adventure. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So sorry, Tiffany, but we, we will. I promise we will eventually answer your question in a few years' time. One hundred and something episodes from now. <laughs> don't don't forget, guys. If you want to send your questions into the mailbag? Just talkingseinfeld at gmail dot com is the best way to get in touch with us. So, Mr. Davis, next week we're going to be reviewing the jacket episode three from season two. Looking forward mm-hmm. to that. What I do like about this is that it has. I've deliberately gone out of my way since we started um, the Four Figure Discount podcast. Uh, I do it the same thing with The Simpsons. I avoid watching The Simpsons, not completely. If it's on, I might flick through it, but I try to avoid watching The Simpsons just so I go in as, with the most freshest eyes as possible. So with yeah. Seinfeld, I knew I eventually wanted to do this podcast. I knew it was eventually going to happen. So it would have been about, I don't know, three or four years ago where I just went, all right, don't watch Seinfeld. Because I, and I know it, Nicola puts it on occasionally. I will watch the episode here and there, but try not to watch Seinfeld religiously like you used to, so that you know you can go in and watch it with as, the freshest eyes possible. So the jacket, I can't remember what happens. And Seinfeld fans out there will be going, "What do you mean you you, you do your Seinfeld podcast? You know what the jacket's about?" I'm sorry, guys, but trust me, it's going to be the better for it. It's going to be all the better oh, for yeah. it. Not knowing what's like, it's it's going. I like being surprised at what Seinfeld is going to be offering me because I know it's going to be good. Well, it goes back to what we were saying, though. I mean. We we you know you're going to get Seinfeld when you tune into an episode, but you don't know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, see, uh, if I if I clicked on the jacket now and read the quick one sentence blurb, I'd go, oh yeah, it's that one. But I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to know that until I've started watching it and go, oh yeah, this one. I like this one. You know, <laughs> we're hoping to be pleasantly surprised, and then that air of pleasant surprise will rub off onto you, listeners. Yes, that is exactly right. But thank you so much, guys, for tuning into the show. Do appreciate your support. Um, don't forget, if you want to uh, jump ahead and hear this uh, hear this show like six weeks in advance, you can just be a patron of Four Finger Discount by going to patreon.com slash discount, where you also get access into the Four Finger Discount Facebook group, you get access into the Four Finger Discount monthly prize draws, as well as a bunch of other podcasts where we do talk about Futurama, Tales of Futurama. Um, you get Four Figure Discount a week early. You also get uh, Take a Look at Mandalorian and all these other exclusive podcasts, The Guy and Dando Show, and much, much more just from being a $2 plus patient. So go to patreon.com slash discount, or just continue listening to the show and share it with all your friends who love Seinfeld. We do appreciate you guys continuing to support us each and every week. But for now, I am Dando. Mr. Davis, any final words for the listeners? I had a pony.